Test one, two, three, four. BP, can you hear me? All right, how about that? Do you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I do. You would make me see. I sent you a, a DM message on Twitter over the weekend um, about our friend Ray. It's why can't that be me? But I learned to trust in you, my friend. Uh, perks taking the week off. Hopefully Robert and Lady Me might join us.
live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. Welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is Monday. Yeah. I don't know why the hell you guys are clapping. Monday's like the worst day of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, most of us uh, have to work the entire week and uh, wait till the weekend comes again. Anyways, my Monday's been like the last day of every other day for the past two weeks. More packing and all that kind of fun stuff. So nothing really exciting to report in San Diego, except that it's getting extremely cold. It's like below 60 degrees at night now, so it's starting to get cool. Uh, oh, yeah, and if you live uh, here out west and all that, make sure you fucking turn your clocks back. Uh, you know, the time change uh, occurred over the weekend. Uh, one hour. I, I What is that? I guess it's uh, fall back, so it's one hour. You're supposed fall back to one hour. Yes. Yeah, you're supposed to change your fucking clocks uh, an hour Go back an hour, but then again, apparently, you for those smart ones, uh, you already know that because you're here in the show tonight on time. So, all the other idiots who uh, forgot to do that, they're they're probably still, I don't know, who knows what the hell they're thinking. Anyways, how uh, how was your weekend, producer Eric? Uh, my weekend was very good. Um, oh, like nice. I had like a used TV in my bedroom that I never really watched since I. You know, brought brought it home from like Ty and Jill's house back in July. Um, sold it for fifty dollars. Well, because I I needed the extra cash. Oh, there you go. Uh, that that's pretty good. Yeah, I I, I put some things up uh, on uh, what is it? Let's see. We've got Craigslist, mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace. Like we kind of went over that on Friday. Uh, and then yeah. offer up, and I still haven't sold a fucking thing yet. I cannot believe it. <laughs> I guess I, I, I'm asking too much. I mean, you know, aren't people used to paying out the ass for things uh, right now? It's called inflation, folks. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, they, I guess there's no such thing as inflation on used goods. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, anyways, uh, so try, still trying to do that. I'm glad you had a good weekend. Uh, for uh, for those of you uh, that are usually with us uh, on, a, on a daily basis, uh Looks like our, our good friend Pert will be out possibly for the entire week. He's got a lot of work this week, apparently. So he'll he'll try to stop by if he's able to. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, at least hopefully Honeybee comes by and uh, is entertained. We'll see about that. Um, yeah, and then uh, hopefully we should have our other usual suspects join us, like um, like Scooter and Spanky, whenever on Tuesdays and Thursdays when their show's not on. But speaking of Spanky, we know he is currently hospitalized i think thursday morning they're going to go ahead and amputate his left leg but due to infection if in case anybody missed the beans and weenie show which is on before us three nights a week yeah apparently uh yeah i I had heard about that it's a diabetes complication i believe oh boy that's that's not good but uh Mm -hmm. hopefully uh everything goes well with him on that uh that's happening wednesday right late thursday when late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, I think that I think that might be the preparation period. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully everything goes well. Hopefully they hopefully they take off the right leg. 
you you know there's horrors <laughs> out there that they you know go to surgery and do the wrong one. So that's been known to happen. <laughs> so for his sake, hopefully, uh, you know they get the right leg. And, right. Uh, and on a serious well, note, we and do hopefully, Lady Me and Robert join us this week too. Oh, you never know where Lady Me's at. She's all over the country. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Elgato says the uh, selling shit online is like a, a yard sale online. Well, Elgato, I mean, isn't like, you know, uh, an Xbox one with like five or six games, two controllers. I mean, that's worth a couple hundred bucks. Well, too. Um, and speaking of Spanky, he just decided to jump in and say hi to us. Yeah, Spanky, I was just letting our, our listeners know that, you know, uh, well, I should probably say this. Because, never mind. Anyways, we're, we're just thinking about you, Spanky. So uh, we hope everything goes well for you. And uh, anyways, Elgato, uh, let me know. Don't, isn't uh, $200 reasonable for uh, an Xbox One and five control, uh, not five controls, five games and two controllers? That's not, I'm not asking for too much, am I? I mean, I paid over $500 when it was new. So, yeah, okay. It's all, so uh, does that mean you want to buy it, Elgato? I'll ship to you. Anyways, um, I guess the big story over the weekend, I know I have a bunch of stories. Uh, we probably won't get to them all, but uh, apparently at some fucking concert, uh, you know, jabbing is seems to be a thing. But now at this concert, some jack off uh, decided to start jabbing people and killing them with drugs. Did you hear about that, Eric? Oh, uh, wasn't really aware of that. Oh, yeah. There's like eight, eight to ten people died or something like that. Uh, it, it was called the uh, the Astro World. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, the, the, oh, that's right. Um, Ast the Astro World like music festival out in Houston. Um, I I'm guess anyone in Texas, like Laura and Lou and and, and Mandy, I'm I'm sure they may be aware of that one. I mean, that's that's like crazy. I mean, you know, the the last major th issues uh, that we've had at, uh, you know, festival type thing was uh, last that I know of, at least was in Las Vegas when the whack, uh, the whack was going off with his machine gun or whatever out of the Mandalay Bay. But uh, yeah, over the weekend uh, at a Houston festival called Astroworld. Some jackass decided to start jabbing people. I'm not sure if they've identified with what drugs and all that, but that resulted in eight deaths and plenty more injuries. And uh, the article uh, basically uh, from Fox News victims identified in Deadly Houston Music Festival. The families of the victims of the 2021 Astro World Festival are speaking out in wake of the tragedy at the Travis Scott concert in Houston, Texas. Scott, whose real name is Jaquez Berman Webster was performing at the music festival he founded when the crowd reportedly surged, resulting in eight deaths and more injuries. He has since faced criticism over the decision to keep the show going while first responders did their best to help the injured audience members. Uh, he was named in three separate lawsuits by victims and other Astroworld 2021 attendees. So apparently the guy's getting his ass sued. Uh, what is going on, Lady Me? Good to see you, my love. I hope all is well. Um, we we're just talking about uh, the shenanigans that was going on at uh, Astroworld. Uh, anyways, although he was he has previously stated that he was unaware of the severity of the situation in the crowd from the stage, many are still pointing the blame for the incident at the rapper. While the list of names and ages of the deceased speak to the wide reach Scott has, it also spells a cautionary tale of how dangerous large crowd gatherings can be when rowdiness takes over the audience. 
now, days after the deadly concert, several of the families who were affected are speaking out. Uh, Franco Patino, a 21-year-old University of Dayton student, was among the eight killed during the concert, uh, Dayton Daily News reported, uh, citing a campus-wide email. Patino from Naperville, Illinois, was a major majoring in mechanical engineering technology with a minor in human movement biochemics. All right biomechanics um but yeah it was very sad uh you know does this like i mean it sounds like what do you mean fake news eight people died lady me yeah are you saying that me saying that they got jabbed at the concerts fake uh i've i've heard many uh many reports of of that occurring so i would love uh I don't know why you're saying that might be fake news. Anyways, um, does this kind of raise a uh, question in the minds of many people as far as, um, you know, festival, as far as how festivals uh, go uh, in the future? I mean, I've never been to a festival, so I don't know. I mean, is there as much security at a festival as there might be at, say, a concert inside of, inside of a stadium? I don't know. I've never been to, I well, I've been to a, a concert at a stadium, uh, but I've never been to a festival. Do we have anybody in the audience that has ever gone uh, to a festival such as this? I know like a, a, a huge, huge one is Burning Man. Uh, I think that's like here in California somewhere. Um, I mean, there's like hundreds of thousands of people that go to that. So curious on the thoughts of uh, people out there about that. Or do you think, you know, is that when events such as this continue to occur, does that give you, make you second guess about going to such venues or events? I don't know. So much for social distancing as well, I guess. I don't know. And uh, what did, uh, what did, Elgato say Elgato is like something about taxes. Yeah, it's a horrible situation out there, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Where where was it? Where was it? Where was this? This was in Houston, Texas, over the weekend at a a uh, at a festival. It didn't tell me exactly where it happened though. Doesn't really say like what the venue was. It was kind of like a wide open event. But anyways, we'll see what happens if anybody has any questions. Lady Me says she's going to call in in a few minutes uh, and explain why she's saying uh, fake news, fake news. She's trying to treat us like the mainstream media, I guess. I don't know. Anywho, a um, couple other things to go over. Um, apparently, uh, you know, our favorite guy, you know, the my pillow guy. <laughs> apparently, he has something... Uh, Something planned for Black Friday. Um, Eric, does anybody care about what the fuck my pillow guy has anymore has to say? Or I mean, nothing he's has to said in the past has come to fruition. Uh, yeah, um, he's got something coming. Uh, he's, he's starting to become a bore. He said he's planning a stunt for Black Friday. What is he going to do? Give away his fucking my pillows that nobody's buying, or what? Um, there's really no telling. I don't know. Pa uh, Huffington Post uh, says pillow guy who promised reinstatement of Trump is planning a Black Friday stunt. A uh, pillow mag magnet 
who brought the idea of, quote, martial law to Donald Trump's White House in the days after the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol and who later promised Trump's reinstatement in August is now planning an election fraud marathon over the busiest shopping days of the year. Mike Lindell, a potential witness in the U.S. House Select Committee's investigations of the Capitol riot, said that his 96-hour broadcast will coincide with his filing of a long-promised lawsuit directly with the U.S. Supreme Court that will, quote, pull down the 2020 election and will run from midnight on, on Wednesday before Thanksgiving all the way through midnight Sunday. Oh, my God. This is going to be like a Jerry Lewis marathon or what? Is that what he wants to do? <laughs> I agree with Elgato. Actually, for once in my life, I think I am finally uh, uh, ready to agree with Elgato. How about that, Eric? I agree. It's a waste of time. Maybe. <laughs> um, please, uh, for everyone, mark on your calendars November 8th, 2021 at 647 p.m. Pacific. Elgato and Slightly have agreed on something for once in their lives. That's a, That's amazing. It's good stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, not that anybody cares, but this is what Mike Lindell said. He says, quote, we are going to show every single piece of evidence. Yeah. I think I've heard that before somewhere. Yeah. Anyways, I'm done with the article. I'm just letting you know something big, <clears throat> quote unquote, big, huge, unquote, is supposed to happen Black Friday weekend with Mike Lindell. And again, nothing is ever happened that's big with Mike. Anywho, uh, everybody's been talking about uh, poopy pants Biden, how he shits his pants and how the staffers clean it up and all that. Well, apparently when he's overseas, I, I wasn't aware of this, but uh, it's not, I'm not talking about Kamala, not, not, uh, not Brenda. We're talking about Camila. Uh, uh Apparently, Joe. Parker, yeah, Cam, Camilla is that? I don't know how. Camilla Parker Bowles, yes. Yeah, that girl. Mm -hmm. Apparently, uh, Joe Biden farted close to her, and she can't stop talking about it. <laughs> hey, I think the 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 English tabloids love it. Remember how they just had that love affair with Diana? Oh yeah, they love they love anything to do with uh, royal family scandal. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, they they love it. Welcome to the show, revolutionary bro, and rounding. Uh, anyways, uh, the article says uh, that. Uh, but uh, let's see about Joe Biden farting. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, COP26 trip had already been somewhat marred by being flashed by a large Scottish man and appearing to fall asleep during speeches, but the U.S. president has now been hit with further embarrassing revelations concerning his brief visit to Glasgow. Apparently, the most powerful man in the world produced some of his own emissions at the summit by farting audibly while chatting with the Duchess of Cornwall. Camilla, or Camilla is said to have been so taken back by the incident that she won't stop talking about it. That's what the uh, Mail on Sunday reported, citing an informed source. Biden apparently proved his uh, proved his is truly Donald Trump's successor while world leaders mingled in Glasgow. He and Camila were seen making small talk alongside Ford Secretary Liz Truss during a reception on Monday at the city's Kelvin Grove, Kelvin Grove Art Gallery. So 
the only thing I was thinking, Eric, about this when I was reading this article earlier, uh-huh. um, I don't think he farted. I think he pooped his pants, and that's what she smelled. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, uh, and uh, Jeremy's favorite um, hashtag, Poopy POTUS. Poopy POTUS. Yeah, I like that one. That's, uh, that's a good hashtag. Well, I think, I think his... his his like six year old daughter came up with that one, which I thought that was very precious. That is, that's very cute. Poopy potus, yeah. poopy potus for the win. I like that. But um, hey, we might have the sound bite somewhere up where Biden talks about his butt's been wiped. Oh, I haven't. I don't have that yet. I need to get it though. We we need to get that. Yeah, we will. Um, Mary says, "What did what did Mary say? Uh, I can't believe the Royals are still talking about it. Oh yeah, they 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 talk about it." There's nothing else to talk about over there. I mean, what else are they going to? I'm talk not going to tell you what um, BP described because um, he said a bad word. <laughs> a, a bad word, like that means one of those. Mm-hmm. Yes, unbelievable. Did it smell like, like, like it's uh, like two O words, but one of the O words? God, BP, I just saw. Did it smell like oatmeal and Ovaltine? <laughs> God, if anybody eats that for and drinks that for breakfast, you're, you're going to hell. <laughs> you really are. Oh my god! Um, I, to combine that chocolate milk drink with um a, a cereal best served hot, I think you probably might be better off just throwing that out the window. That that is definitely for sure. Oh, there we go. We threw that. We did throw that out the window just now. And they could also take the V word, you know, food product with them. <laughs> right. And you can, uh, yeah, I'm eating dinner. Nasty. Yeah. Right. I agree with you. Lady me. Ovaltine is fucking nasty, but you know what, Eric, I have to admit, uh, I got word today that Starbucks, uh, you know, my least favorite. Yeah, I know I said it. Mary, just so you know, give just a he- heads up. Bad words are allowed, but you get whipped anytime you say Ovaltine, Starbucks, and other. Uh, yeah, don't. Yeah, the, the, you, you can blame Dennis Lee for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I, I heard that Starbucks uh, is today was the first day that they have cranberry bliss bars, and you know how I feel about those. Those are the only acceptable items to purchase from Starbucks. And they only have them during the uh, you know holiday season. Revolutionary oh, marshmallow dream bars that ain't too bad, which that's similar to Rice Krispie treats, unless you prefer Rice Krispie treats made from scratch. Yeah, Rice Krispie treats are good. I mean, I would say they're a little, about the same. I think there's a little bit more marshmallows in the ones that. Uh, uh, well, I think they got the quality marshmallows in those. Yeah, yeah, I think they're pretty good. I'll, I'll be honest; I've had one or two and. Or three in a month in my day, but uh, the the cranberry bliss bars is, are where it's at, and I cannot wait to go go down and grab a whole tray. I could probably finish a whole tray in like two days. <laughs> Just don't tell Big Sexy that; <laughs> he might not be happy with that. Um, Revolutionary Bro says, "When you're as old as Joe Biden, you can die of natural causes of a fart." <laughs> God, wouldn't that be a blessing? Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll be thankful for this coming Thanksgiving. 
Uh, Mary says, uh, I don't need to say any of those words. Been in Starbucks exactly one time. Mary, what did you order that one time when you went to Starbucks? I'm, I'm just curious. It would be classic if, if you told me that you went in there just to get a cup of ice water. I, I would love that, but I'm, I doubt that was the case. Routing says two things. Don't forget the stock. Two things. Uh-oh. The stock. What? Starbucks stock? I don't have any Starbucks stock. Now Starbucks needs Ovaltine. Unbelievable BP. They do not. He's going to shit himself himself one day. Yeah, he already has Elgato. Um, word on the street and, uh, you know, alleged sources have said that his staffers wipe his ass. That's why you saw him on video saying they wipe my butt. So, anyway, that's that's the latest. Um, what else is, uh, well, we'll save those for when Pert comes back. Oh, here's a uh, video for our uh, video audience. Uh, so this one guy in this video, I, and I wanted, I don't know what the uh, the audio is going to be, if there's going to be any, but uh, I was watching this video that Pert sent in, and uh, basically this lady's boyfriend's getting arrested, and the cop, like, it's very classic. He, like, totally trips the guy to fall down, and then his girlfriend tries to come and save him, and he's... <laughs> As you'll see, he, the, the cop or whoever it is just stuns the hell out of her. And she just falls right down. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, thought I'd share that. Uh, for those of you that uh, like watching us over on the DLive or any of the other video sources, uh, at going to work time. Uh, Mary says there's, um, let's see. Oh, she got a, she did get a coffee. Okay. Well, that's good. And, uh, I did get your email, Mary, and, uh, I did respond back to you and, uh, I appreciate the uh, kind words and, uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, oh, producer Eric, have you got your, uh, your, your, your meat snacks yet? Um, they came on Saturday. I took, sent you a picture of it, of when it arrived. Oh, and they were good. Oh, you liked it? Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. That. Very good. I know Mary got her. I sent you. And, mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't. I haven't been. Uh, like I said, I've been packing, so I haven't looked at most messages that I've gotten. If you look in the Twitter DMs from me, um, you'll see a story relating to NASCAR, where they're now apparently denouncing the whole "Let's Go Brandon" thing, which I think maybe we should call NASCAR woke car. Oh, there's also, you know, speaking of this Let's Go Brandon thing, and I don't know if I have the uh, the video, but apparently this one gal is at a hockey game, and she's wearing a shirt that just says Let's Go Brandon, and they kicked her out. No shit. And there's video of it. I know it's on YouTube. Maybe we'll search for that. Uh, let's look for this uh, NASCAR thing here. Uh, give me a second. All right, here's uh, the story that uh, we were looking for. And NASCAR is denouncing Let's Go Brandon conservative rally cry. Unbelievable. What is this? What is this country coming to? Anyways, this is uh, from uh, the AP. 
in uh, NASCAR denounces association with the, quote, let's go Brandon political cry being used across the country as an insult directed at President Joe Biden. Steve Phelps, NASCAR's president, said Friday the top motorsports series in the United States does not want to be associated with politics, quote, on the left or the right. Well, Steve, why don't you just let your fans who enjoy coming to your events uh let them say whatever the hell it is. They're not saying anything offensive. They are not cursing. They're not using the vagina word, cock, penis, or anything like that. It's it's pretty, you know, I mean, let's go, Brandon. What's so wrong with that? Anyways, Phelps also said NASCAR will pursue action against any illegal use of its trades, trademarks on merchandise, boasting the slogan. Re That's okay. I'm okay with that. That's copyright infringement. They have every right to do that. Retired baseball star Lenny Dykstra posted a photo on Twitter this week of a man eating breakfast at a New Jersey hotel wearing a black Let's Go Brandon shirt alongside NASCAR's trademark color bars. Quote, we will pursue whoever is using logos and get that stuff, Phelps said. That's not okay. It's not okay that you're using their trademarks illegally, regardless of whether we agree with that position, what that position is. Brandon Brown, who won his first NASCAR race in October in Alabama. Well, you guys already know the story, uh, how the NBC folks, you know, the crooked uh, fake news media said, uh, oh, listen to what they're saying in the uh, audience. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, that was because, you know, they're trying to not tell you how it was fuck Joe Biden and uh, try to make it about the guy who won the race, which was Brandon Brown that day. So that's where that originated. And uh, I don't know, Eric, I'm okay with NASCAR going after people for trying to use their slogan and, and, and associating it with the whole Let's Go Brandon thing. Uh, you know, that's, you know, you can't be using other people's logos and shit like that and well, profiting off of that. I agree with that. But, but, but if but, they're trying to censor people at their events by saying Let's Go Brandon or even chanting that kind of thing, I have a big problem with that. Well, um, or perhaps like the, the upper echelons of NASCAR has forgotten that a majority of NASCAR fans are conservative leaning, but, but like, if you look at other professional sports, say like the, the NBA or the NFL and major league baseball, you know, you know, that they tend to lean mostly liberal. I mean, I mean, if, I mean, if you get my meaning, yeah, no, I, I hear you. Most, most NASCAR fans are probably conservative. I, I agree with that position. And, uh, you know, like RD Pruden said in the chat, uh, they could go back to just using the original chant of fuck Joe Biden. I mean, I'm all right with that too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, rounding says as a beer drinking country, living country, living redneck, he's offended. <laughs> it's okay i use the original mary mary's all about originality and saying fuck joe biden i kind of like the whole let's go brandon thing i mean i love the fact that you know we have i think we still have the number one artist and top song on around the uh, country is let's go brandon still uh beating out adele still so that's that's very exciting and i know that's lady me's favorite song by the way what is going on, Lightbright? Welcome to the show. Good to see you. We were just talking about NASCAR and, uh, you know, let's go, Brandon. And, you know, they're worried about people making money off of the let's go, Brandon slogan uh, alongside with their logo. 
Anyways, we're going to take our first time out of the evening. I appreciate you joining me live tonight. It's the Slightly Serious Show on a Monday. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. So there's there's a bit of controversy going on, Eric. And I don't know if you're aware of this controversy. And it actually has to do with, uh, you know, one of the articles that you sent with to me on the Twitter Twitter. Apparently, the there's a, a new uh, a, a U.S. Navy ship, and uh, they've launched it with the name of Harvey Milk, which is being named after a gay rights leader. Now, the controversy... And, and I haven't been able to confirm this, and you're a very knowledgeable person, so we can probably ask you. But the people on the right are saying, why are we naming a Navy ship after a, a gay male who has had sex with underage males? Um, I, I, this story also you know, grabbed my attention through the um, – the, through like the free, free thing, like text group, which I mean – I thought this story was interesting because I think at one time Harvey Milk was like Republican and conservative leaning. And then he, then he switched. And this was, you know, years like prior to his infamous assassination, you know, and, um, and I, and I know this is probably getting a lot of like mixed reception, mixed reviews of sorts. Yeah, no, it's definitely getting mixed reviews. Obviously, uh, you know, there's certain, uh, acronyms of LGBTQ plus and XYZ that are probably very yes. excited about this. Uh, and then, like I said, you also have the people on the right, like saying, Hey, this is like a dude that was having sex with underage males. And it's a disgrace that he's named on a U.S. warship. Anyways, the, uh, the Breitbart article is, uh, goes ahead and, says a uh, U.S. Navy ship carrying the name of slain gay rights leader Harvey Milk was formally christened and launched Saturday in San Diego. AP reports that a replenishment oiler, USNS Harvey Milk, was welcomed into service after a bottle of champagne was smashed on the bow of former Navy officer Paula Nera, clinical program director for the John Hopkins Center for Transgender Health. Milk's nephew, Stuart Milk, and U.S. Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro joined the traditional public ceremony. Quote, the Secretary of the Navy needed to be here today, not just to amend the wrongs of the past, but to give inspiration to all of our LGBTQ, LMNOF community leaders who are served in the Navy. In uniform today and in the civilian workforce as well, too. And to tell him that we're committed to them in the future. And uh, there you have a couple of photos. Uh, that uh, is Carlos. The first photo is Carlos Del Toro, the Secretary of the Navy. And then uh, below that is David Campos on the left, which he's the vice chair of the California <coughs> Democratic Party, alongside with Nicole Murray Ramirez, an LGBT activist, and Bevan Duffy, who's the director of the San Francisco Bay Transit District. Anyways, as Bart Bright uh, reported, former Navy U.S. Secretary May Ray Mabus first publicly notified his intent to put Milk's name on a, quote, military sea lift command fleet oiler back in 2016. Mabus decided six new future oilers would be named after civil and human rights leaders. In addition to Milk, they include Sojourner Truth, Chief Justice Earl Warren, Robert F. Kennedy, suffragist Lucy Stone, and Republic 
Representative John Lewis of Georgia. Stuart Milk, co-founder and president of the Harvey Milk Foundation, thanked Mambus for providing the family details of his uncle's discharge from the Navy. Quote, he's less He has a less than honorable discharge. He was forced to resign because he was gay, Stuart Milk said, adding that, quote, we have to teach our history to prevent ourselves from going backwards and repeating it. Um, General Dynamics, uh, NASCO, began construction of six oilers in 2018 under a $3.2 billion Navy contract. The first ship in the class, the John Lewis, was christened this past summer. So I don't know. Um, There you go. That's uh, basically, uh, Pert is, uh, he's, Pert's got the week off. He's uh, taking a vacation. Uh, John, I know, I know John's missing Pert. Uh, how about human rights in Afghanistan? Well, uh, you know, you know how our government feels about that, uh, you know. Uh-huh. So another story that I have for you, and like I said, I, it's to me, I mean, I, I, I think there's on both sides of this Harvey Milk thing, I think. People have uh, points to, bo- to both sides, so maybe it's maybe it should have been a wasn't that great of an idea to name the ship that if uh, you know he's allegedly he was allegedly sleeping with underage people might not be the best. Well, uh, and, and considering that that Harvey Milk was you know d- depending on who you ask, like some people see him as controversial, some people see him as not. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. So I want to go back and talk about this four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for um, illegal illegal aliens, uh, or as the Democrats call them, uh, new uh, voters, <laughs> um, receiving uh, four hundred and fifty fifty thousand dollars from our government. Now, last week I was under the impression, after speaking to people, that it was going to be in some type of bill. But I was reading something over the weekend, and Joe Biden was asked about this last week, and he denied anything and everything to do with it. And then over the weekend, uh, things kind of changed. He kind of got called out on the rug about it, and apparently the, the Brandon administration is talking with the Department of Justice to negotiate a figure to give these people. They are. It, it sounds like they are not even going to try to pass this through Congress, and that it's just going to be an automatic thing. Uh, if that's the case, that's some pretty fucked up shit. Because if you're going to start, if our government is going to be handing out our taxpayer dollars to people that are here illegally, who are criminals, I mean, okay, I get it. Uh, a kid might have been separated from their mother or their father. Number one is, keep in mind, folks, um, I think it was the father's decision to do something against the law of the country that he was entering. And the reason they were separated is, hey, you broke the fucking law. You got to be uh, taken away uh, if you're separated from your, your kids. Hey, you made that decision, not not us. So if you're going to start giving $450,000 per fucking person, why don't you start giving $450,000 to, I don't know, bank robbers? Uh, let's give $450,000 to you know military veterans that are having to be separated from their families because they're overseas fighting for your bullshit wars. I'm just saying. 
I mean, if you're going to give this criminal 450,000, you might as well give other criminals and other people that are having to leave their, their families to go fight for this country, the same perks. I think that's fair. Dose, by the way, says he's going to adopt one so he can get a piece of that 450,000. <laughs> well, um, or think about other everyday Americans who are struggling with like, get gas, gas prices being three, four, five, and $6 a gallon. And, um, and, and the federal government allowing them to get by with um, the price gouging and and then and then look at the dilemma that Neil Crabtree, who we had on the show a few months ago, being laid off from his Keystone XL job and um, and then the thoughts he gave about the colonial pipeline, you know, ha- hacking incident, you know, and then and people also struggling to put food on the table and then and then and then honest work people who, who want to find work but 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 are finding that places aren't aren't hiring or or they're being turned away from hiring because they they want to push this COVID shot vaccine mandate so aggressively that and I even sent you a story about the Kansas Democratic governor you know turning on Biden much like I even sent you a, a story about former presidential candidate Andrew Yang calling for a new like fairness doctrine you know because he seems to be recognizing how how today's media climate has gotten gotten so out of control. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 everything seems to be getting out of control. And it's, it, I know, uh, let's see, there's a couple things. Uh, number one, there is a, a, a hold on the federal mandate at the U.S. Supreme Court. So I know that is going to be uh, talked about before that continues to go through. Uh, other, other short story I have for you is that Joe, the Joe Biden administration or the Brandon administration as we like to call it here on our show is looking to also cut off another pipeline so enjoy the five and six dollar gas while you can because it's going to be going to seven plus dollars very soon if he does this and you know what uh you're 100 right eric when you say you know why are we giving criminals four hundred fifty thousand dollars when we have plenty of United States citizens that are struggling, living paycheck to paycheck, uh, some hell probably not even able to afford a tank of gas to uh, go look for work. Uh, so it's 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 unbelievable how they spend taxpayer dollars so freely. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's unbelievable. And Dose has changed his mind. He's not going to adopt one child. He's adopting as many as 12 if he can. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I'll have as many kids as Lady Me if he... Oh, you'll have as many kids as Lady Me if you adopt 12. Oh, my God. There you go, Lady Me. I I took care of that for you. Uh, Mary says the worker should just go back and finish the pipeline. I agree with you 100%, Mary. And And the wall. Yes, and, and the wall. Oh, they could be like Texas. They're, you know, we talked about that last week. They're making their own kind of uh, wall. Uh, anywho, so uh, as you were saying, let's go over this uh, Andrew Yang thing. Uh, according to Business Insider, Andrew Yang, news outlets like CNN and Fox News are only making America's problems worse. If we don't incentivize fair reporting, our country will be run on lies. I think, I think we're a little too late for that, Andrew. I think uh, the the fake news is, uh, you know, I mean, just look at the whole fuck Joe Biden chant. They turned that into uh, 
something that people are making millions of dollars on. Uh, let's see. Our society trusts banks to fulfill their function to, of securely storing an individual's money so that they can retrieve it at their leisure. Hence the phrase, you can bank on it. But it, it wasn't always that way. Years of turmoil and financial crisis in the early 1900s caused regulators to build unassailable trust in banks because our way of life depended on it. Banks now have to fit strict legal definitions and follow specific regulations when it comes to backing up their operations. If the word bank is used to define an entire in, an entity incorrectly, regulators will quickly step in and shut down its operation. Imagine what would happen if we treated the word news the same way. What if entities that provide news were scrutinized for well-sourced and balanced reporting? What if we built incentives uh, designed to provoke more in-depth news coverage? Just like we depend on banks to support our entire financial system, don't we need news outlets to secure our informal ecosystem? Trust in the news. Uh, trust in the news media is faltering. In recent years, polling has shown that public trust in major media organizations is underwater at 40%, a number that continues trending downward. Mistrust corresponds with polarization along political lines. People seek out news that is already tailored to their view. This model has become so profitable with mammoth financial incentives distorting news delivery that the current market may not be able to bring back, bring Americans back to a shared sense of reality. The more incendiary news gets, news gets, the more people watch. The more people watch, the more advertisers, as we've said on our show. It's, I, I agree. Um, I think there needs to be penalties for, for quote-unquote, news networks that spew false narratives. Um, the news needs to go back to what it was. Um, I don't think we'll ever see that, though, Eric. Uh, there's too much money at risk. Well, well the, I know like um, the last time we had the Fairness Doctrine, um, it was in existence from 1949 until 1987. And and I think basically the role that the Fairness Doctrine played was um, like especially in like local TV stations making like editorial decisions that if you presented like a, a controversial subject like – that that like a societal subject, you you had to get and and it was one sided. You had to provide like an opposing point of view, you know. But but I think and but when it comes to like just reporting straight news and and not doing commentary, that um, you would um, basically report report the news story as it is and and let let and let the audience, you know, the the, the TV viewer, the radio listener, or the newspaper magazine reader, you know. You know, come come to their own conclusion of who is right and who is wrong. I I agree a hundred percent. I mean, for for cable news networks that do their twenty four hour news, mm -hmm. let's go back to that being concrete detail. Meaning, yeah, what you know, if someone shot? You say, up, oh, just let you know, uh, su you know, subject A shot subject B, and this is what's going on. That's it. That's all we need to know. We don't need to know, oh, my God, it's because he was this color or that color. Or... Mm -hmm. We don't need what you think. We just need what the fuck's going on. Let, let, let shows like us, let us have all the commentary. We'll have all the fun with it. You just report the fucking news because yeah. that's what your job is. But there's no money in that, Eric. That's the problem. Apparently not. So, unfortunately, unless uh, the government, which loves to do all kinds of 
nonsense type things unless they uh, implement something. I don't see that ever changing. But. Well, um, and then I know like the the if that if the fairness doctrine of 1949 to 1987 was reinstated, that they would have to really update the language to include like cable news entities like your CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and and then even newcomers like Newsmax and News Nation and One American News and, and Al Jazeera English in recent years and um, and then even like talk talk shows that um, tend to be real like news and commentary and information oriented mm-hmm. but then but then I know we, even a podcast like ours would risk even in a lot of cases being scrutinized but but and I know the beauty of us doing a podcast you know is you, you and I might be live like two to 3000 miles apart, but, right. but we basically work together basically in good conscience and good faith because we're all about wanting to provide to our audience content context and people just like them. Right. Well, and there's a difference. I mean, you know, their job is to report news. Well, they're more, they're, they're, they're like, um, entities of record. Right, exactly. By the way, uh, welcome to the show. Real Patriots voice. Hopefully your, uh, your Monday's doing well. And Artie Pruden made a comment that, the fairness doctrine doesn't really work, but I would say that is true um, because I think there have been, and there, there's also been known times, make no mistake, where TV stations have had their licenses suspended and revoked. I think notable examples like you had like Channel 5 and Channel 7 up in Boston back in 1972, and then Channel 3 out in Jackson, Mississippi, that, that they, they, they were no strangers to getting in trouble with the FCC, you know, for for various reasons, including like fairness doctrine violations. Right. And, you know, and uh, again, like shows like ours, I mean, we, we talk about news, but we also give, uh, you know, we give our opinion at the same time though. We don't advertise us as we're not a news network. We uh, talk about think shit that's going on in society. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're here to hear everyone's viewpoints on it. So there's a huge difference on that. Yes. Because um, we don't, we don't intend for podcasts like ours to be an echo chamber. We, because we we want to get give people of you know like different sides of, of a seat at the table like like and 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 another thing about our podcast is we're not going to bring people on here and, and make them appear foolish because we don't believe in ex, exploitation or any other exploitive behaviors. No, unless we're talking about El, uh, unless we're talking about Elgato. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that we will echo, though, producer Eric, is uh, the Let's Go Brandon. We will echo that. Anyways, another news. Uh, OSHA, uh, OSHA COVID mandate warns that lying about your vaccination status is going to be punishable by ten, a $10,000 fine and up to six months in prison. But the bright side of that is, like I said, if they're uh, giving illegals 450000 for separating them with their, from their families, who knows? In that six months, you might be able to receive four hundred fifty thousand dollars if you're in prison. Who knows? Uh, Rounding said, "Wait, this is my news channel. What the hell?" <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> if you're getting your news from us, uh, oh my god! I'm sorry. Anywho, um, Rounding or Lady Me, you you guys seem like young, uh, aspiring, like young at heart people. Have you guys ever been to uh, a festival, like a, a music festival? Just out of curiosity. Yes. Okay. So do you have, uh, I, I, okay. You both have gone to music festivals. So 
if lady me, if you're able to call in, that'd be great. Uh, but anyways, where I'm going with this is the whole thing that happened at, I don't know, Astro Festival or Astroland or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, the security that's at a festival, is it as secure, I guess, as like going to a concert inside a stadium? That's uh, my curiosity because it's uh, it's amazing how this tragedy that happened in Houston, Texas occurred. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said uh, prior, that uh, from things that I've read, you know, people were jabbed by some narcotics or some shit. Lady me, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? You said I, you said I was, you, you said I was Hi, Eric. fake news earlier. What was the fake news? Yeah, because you're saying that everybody was getting jabbed. There was one person that got jabbed. He was a security guard. He wasn't even a police officer. He was a security guard. Everybody else went to cardiac arrest because they got squished. They got smashed uh, up they against were the fences. Yes. They were trampled to death? Yes. They had an ICU nurse. They interviewed her today. She was actually stuck in the middle of there and she was talking about everything that was going on. And she said that luckily her boyfriend was able to pull up pull her up out of the crowd because the crowd just like kind of rushed the whole stage at the same time. So so what was the whole thing? Everybody's bum rushing the fucking the, the, yes. the stage? That's pretty much what it's, what she said. She said they that he put a countdown on like 20 seconds before he came out. And as soon as the countdown started hitting cl- close to zero, that everybody went crazy. They had a bunch of mosh pits. You know what mosh pits are? Where they like Is that where you, you know, like throw somebody up and you like toss them over the crowd. <clears throat> it's like when you push up against each other. So they were she said they were literally going forward and backwards and side to side, forward to back and side to side. Oh, my and God. And so. Yeah, so she said that little that literally she, like people got crushed. She said she fainted herself. They they ended up getting her out, and she was in like a. I, she said it was like the VIP lounge, but after that they were bringing in bodies left and right. So she started jumping in to help when she started feeling better, and she started helping people. But they were like in cardiac arrest by the time they got to where she was at. Now, so now she said, now being like an outsider, I don't go to too many festivals. But when I look at festivals, uh, some similar to this, uh, you know, you like in Las Vegas, you have the Electronic Daisy Carnival or festival or whatever EDC mm-hmm. they call it. Mm-hmm. All I think of is like lots of booze, lots of drugs. Right. So it doesn't surprise me that some people will have heart attacks and stuff like that at these events. But my main question is when you're entering, you, like you said, you've been to festivals before. Is mm-hmm. the security as tight as it is at, say, like a stadium concert? No, no, not at all. And she said she actually said herself and she gave her name. She gave the hospital she worked at. Um, she said that security was really, really loose. There wasn't a lot of security around. There wasn't even really a lot of police officers around. And that um, the EMS people that were supposedly like medical trained people weren't even re- medically trained. Like they had no clue what they were doing when the people were actually like dying in front of them. So um, she said it was sad. It was a mess. So so there's many questions that go through my mind when something like this, especially at a festival where, like you said, there's not a whole hell of a lot of security compared to how many attendees are going to this. Mm-hmm. But 50,000 people. There were 50,000 people there. 50,000. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's there has had to have been a permit given. There had to have been uh, a certain amount of people that were, you know, allowed to be in there from like the fire marshal, a capacity limit. Right. And I think they I think they released that on Twitter. I think I've seen the actual like contract and stuff. It, it was on there. At the end of the day, oh. who, who, who I mean, who's going to be responsible? 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Live Nation, Live Nation, and Travis Scott. He's already agreed to pay for uh, reimburse everybody's tickets, and he's paying for every funeral that's that's happened. Every funeral, he's going to pay for everything. Oh wow, that's great. And I think um, Real yeah. Patriots voice down in the chat also mentioned of the eight uh, people that died. Two of them were kids. Two, right? Of, yeah, two of them kids. Ten and a fourteen-year-old, I believe. What is it? Um, I don't know if there might be any more more people who are still hospitalized in critical condition. Well, you got you got to think about it. So, if it's like if it's like a festival, like because I've gone to a festival where it's like, you know, it's like an amusement park where they have rides and 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 you know local bands are playing out, you know, playing out in the fit, you know, playing on the stages. But then I've gone to big ones too. Like I've gone to Hootenanny a couple of times, and those are big bands. Those are big bands, and but there's people. It's family. It's family. Like family, you can take family in there. I mean, I wouldn't take my kids, but people take kids in there. Rounding says uh, this guy uh, is a piece of shit and has done this before. Well, Travis Scott, you know who he is, right? He's a Kardashian's boyfriend. I yeah, I'm not into all that, but um, what? which one, Chloe or no? Or, it's um, Kendall's Kylie. But people are oh, Kendall Kylie, Kylie, no Kylie, Kylie, Kylie the Jenner. one that's pregnant. But yeah, people, she's having his baby. But oh people are goodness. saying that Travis like instigated this whole thing. Is there well, you, to that in, your, in your mind? You know, a couple months back, a couple I, I wouldn't doubt it because a couple months back he he threw a show here in Downey. Like all of a sudden he went to like have you heard of that famous McDonald's in Downey, the city of Downey? Like the very first one that they've ever had? Yeah. It's a it's a big old school one. Well, he showed up there, started jumping on top of his car and, and started a perfor- performing like a live show without letting anybody know. Uh, Downey PD didn't know about it. And then b- before you knew it, there were crowds all over the place. So I, I guess he's probably, you know, he's he's liable for trying to instigate it then. possibly. Right. Yeah. There's already three lawsuits against him. He's going to he's going to pay a lot of money. Well, uh, also, apparently, uh, the festival in Coachella, uh, they have mm-hmm. canceled, canceled him from attending. So that's, Was he going to play in Coachella? Yeah, that's... Uh, what oh, I wasn't aware of that. No, why would he play Coachella? Coachella? Really? Well, actually, there's a, a... I'm sorry, he hasn't been ousted, but there is a petition to oust Travis Scott as the headliner in Coachella. Wow, he was supposed to play in some some Vegas show this weekend. I I heard that that he's already out of that. That they he backed out of that already. Yeah, we're talking about uh, the thing that happened out in Texas there, Coltrane. How they got crushed and uh, and all that good stuff. And and they said he finished his whole set like he didn't even stop. Yeah, he didn't stop. Continued. <laughs> Thirty-seven minutes after um it started, they they called it a critical something something and he still continued to play john john said well the show must go on <laughs> wow what the say oh. that, that might have also been a bad call on the producer's part if they let the show go on yeah that would right. be that would have been like the same thing as like what happened in las vegas and them continuing to play music that would just not have gone over very well Oh hell no! Mm-mm, mm-mm. But it's one of the biggest, one of the biggest show producing producing companies. It's Live Nation. Live Nation pr- produced it or promoted it, so it's a big company. Well, they're going to need to do something. I mean, uh, this these types of things uh, happening at festivals and music concerts and stuff like that seem to be occurring more and more often now. Right. So I don't know if they need to limit the amount of people that go to these things, if they need to have like seats instead of fucking just a free for all. 
but uh, I don't know. I, I, I know for, for sure I wouldn't be going to any of these things. But, and you know what I read? I th- I'm almost positive I read that happened two years ago, too, 2019, because he's performed these for the last three years. I think 2019 also, it went, it got out of control and someone died also back in 2019. Mr. Ace thinks that it was a human sacrifice for the Illuminati. <laughs> really? <laughs> Mr. Ace, you've been listening to Jeremy Cummings too much. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I look at like concert venues here in, in Atlanta, like um, like Phillips Arena and and, and Mercedes Benz Stadium and the Tourist Park. I mean, they've been known to house concerts, even though they're primarily like like sporting venues. But you have like, um, you know, like the Tabernacle, and you also have like the I know like Chastain Park and and a couple other places and. I, I look at like their seating charts and then if you click on a certain section, like seeing how much tickets are, like the closer you are to the stage, you're, you're probably like paying like somewhere between a thousand to maybe 11 or $1,200 for one ticket for one person. But, but if you're like further in the back, like, or like a, in an upper balcony, typically those tickets like run cheaper. Um, well, but it really depends on who, who the act is and, and depends and, and usually they're cheaper if you book them like month, months in, in advance versus like closer to the concert date. Now, now at festivals, is it like a general admission ticket so you can go wherever the hell you want? Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe so, yeah, yes. Oh, um, that's, that, maybe that's a pro- the problem. I mean, you, but, know, you have all these wackos trying but, to. But, and, and then I know you but, have like areas like, which are like where you have like standing areas, but if, they, if they're going to do standing areas, that they probably need to to keep it extremely limited to where it's not getting too like overcrowded and, and you don't risk, you know, incidents like what, what happened with Travis Scott's concert happening. What were you going to say, Lady Me? They do have like VIP areas too, that you can like pay a little True. extra more and look, and they'll, you'll be like roped off or like, you'll be close to the stage stuff. True. Like that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it's, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Coltrane was saying, uh, it's amazing. He says uh, this has happened plenty of times in the past. It's interesting how it's becoming more and more of a big deal um, nowadays. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a very big festival kind of person. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe just in the future, you just they just post sign enter at your own risk. I don't know. True. They could do that. Anywho, we're going to take our last and final time out of the evening. We'll come back. And, uh, we'll see where we go with the show. You're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Monday. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. Yes, uh, yes, King Coltrane. It is Monday, my friend. And if you ha- if you live on the West Many Coast, Monday. hopefully you you haven't forgot to turn your fucking clock back either. Me, did you remember to turn your clock back? I did when I woke up in the morning and realized it was an hour ahead. Oh, an hour behind. Very good, very good. I I uh, I, I totally forgot, and I was thinking, I'm like, it's really, really, it's really, really feels like really late. <laughs> I went to bed at like eight or nine o'clock last night. Don't you? Do you like my my thing? Is we? Uh, I think the the voters of California I, a few years ago, 
went ahead and passed to get rid of fucking daylight savings time so we never have to change a clock, but yet we still have to change our clocks. I don't know what the big deal is why we're waiting when the voice of the people have been heard and they're still not doing anything. But anybody in the uh, audience like daylight savings time and having to switch your fucking clocks backwards and forwards every year? Just curious. I didn't, and uh, Mr. A didn't, and he was an hour early to a, to the tournament today. Well, at least it wasn't, you weren't an hour early to work. <laughs> that would be worse. Did you at least win in your tournament, Mr. A? Yeah, mo- most of my clocks don't set themselves back either. Only my iPhone does. Well, my, my phone and my tablet does set themselves back automatically because those are new, you know newer devices, but, but the range like at my house that I cook food on and, and the and the microwave and, and then like a clock, like in my car, I have to set those manually that they're not automatic. Yeah. That's one reason why not to have too many clocks in your, in your home because most of them, you know, unless but, they get Wi-Fi, if they have Wi-Fi, they, they'll probably change. Themselves, so, mm-hmm. well, and I think another thing to remember is, uh, you know, when, when, when we have, have these like time changes, like the first weekend, of November or like the second weekend of, March, um, it, it takes a little getting used to because because you get so used to it. But we know that like Arizona and Hawaii are the only two U.S. states that do not recognize daylight savings time. And then Florida, just a few years ago, I think was pushing to make daylight savings time permanent and wanted to bring the western half of the Panhandle stretch from the Apalachicola River to the vicinity of like Pensacola, Pensacola, excuse me, into the eastern time zone, but. And I know that would also require like an okay from the voters and then Congress would have to give their final seal of approval on it. And then I know there might even be people like thinking, why not just make daylight savings time permanent? Yeah. Well, I, I like, uh, I like Mary's Mary says if the clock doesn't change itself, it lives on daylight savings. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I like my car. If it, it, it doesn't change, I'm like, eventually in, in six months or so, it'll, it'll be the right time again. Um, lady me, do we have any updated statistics? I know you, I know you've been busy. Uh, you've been, uh, looking, uh, at different things and all that, but have you had time to, uh, gather any information for us? Lady me. Uh, I'm not, I, she unmuted again. No, no, I was super busy. I was planning to do it on Friday, but we, we get surveyed all day, so I was stuck in a survey all day. I can maybe try and do it tomorrow. Maybe. Not sure. Yet, uh, I, will. Um, I, got, I got work. I got real work. Producer, producer Eric, I'm starting to believe that she might have already looked at it, and she's not letting us know because I might be right. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Stop it! I'll tell you the truth, and you know it. Well, um, I know. Anyways, um, uh, let's see. Should we? Maybe I should move to Arizona, Lady Me. Then I won't have to worry about changing my clocks back. They don't change it there. No. Um, oh. They, they don't recognize daylight savings time. Even Gina, who came into the old man's podcast this morning, saw that. Um, Gina, that, huh? That with, yeah, that, that's Grammy's best friend from a long time ago. You, know, oh, you might okay, see her on the Old Men's Podcast in the mornings. Um, now, now, instead of the show starting at 7 a.m. for her, it's now starting at 8 a.m. for her. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, other other news over the weekend. Uh, 
President, <laughs> former President Donald Trump said that he is definitely taking a look at running in 2024. So he has finally come out and said that he it's something he is considering. Fucking killing me, man. Okay. I love you. I gotta go now. Oh, Talk to you later. <laughs> Too much politics for me. Have a good night. Oh my god. See? What is Oh my goodness. Rounding. What is going on with uh, Lady Me? I don't know. Donald Trump is in Tampa tonight. Very cool. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, love you too, me. Uh, so does uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't understand. People, uh, <laughs> those are fingers of love right there. She hears it all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you, uh, John. Um, I think I would be uh, voting uh, for Trump 2024 instead of uh I can already, you know what, if Donald Trump runs in 2024, I can already hear the types of things that he's going to be talking about. He's going to be talking so much shit. He's going to be saying, like, yeah, I'm not worried. I get the Democrats vote because look what, look what they've done the last four years. Yeah, I mean, take a look at what uh, Poopy Pants has done to this country. What, he'll go back to what have you got to lose? Anyways, um, what else we got going on? So, uh, producer Eric, you were saying that uh, uh-huh. our good friend Ray uh, might uh, want to appear on the show with us this coming week. Yeah, um, he 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 looks like he may be available tomorrow. Um, but but I gave you his phone number in the Twitter DM. Like, if you want to call him after the show, and and that way you and I can make sure he's on board. But if he decides to come on tomorrow, we would probably have him for like about an hour, and then. Then we would do our our Tuesday trivia game in the final half hour. Okay, if that works. Yeah, we'll and see. I know you're going to familiarize yourself with like what what he did over the weekend at Mar-a-Lago. Did he play some golf at least? Um, I, I think he's got got some interesting stories to tell about that, and you know, and, you know, and I think we might just have him on the video feed. But I guess if Jim and Arch and and anybody from Freethink joins in, I think they would probably call in if they have questions. They might want to ask them publicly. Yeah, no, that'd be fantastic. And 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 then we even have Dustin on, like, you know, coming on the Podbean app to to watch the sh- to check out the show. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. I like the idea. Uh, the, and uh, also tomorrow night at after our show, uh, there's going to be a brand new show on Podbean. Just uh, to let you guys know, uh, uh-huh. Jester, Jester from Doomsday, him. Yes. Uh, his co-host, um, Sava, Sava Kirkley from the Kirkley Hennessy show. Yeah, they they uh, seem to be putting together a brand new show that's going to have uh, quite a few different bits all in one show. So make sure you check them out tomorrow. Uh, that'll be right after our show. And uh, have a good night, John. Thanks for joining us, and uh, appreciate you joining us live. Um, the other thing that you submitted, producer Eric, looks like Chick Fil A is admitting that they have a big customer problem. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. When you want to, uh, which, go ahead. I think um, you know, like um, you know, like with Chick Fil A. I mean, um, I, I know it, it's a it's a course fast food chain that is liked by some and hated by others. Um, which I know that the upside about them is they they have like good good food in ter- terms of quality, but 
But like if you pass by Chick-fil-A, you oftentimes see how very long their drive through lines are. Well, it's not that um, bad. I mean, if you want to look at a bad fast food line, go to In-N-Out. <laughs> oh my Too bad God. that they don't have any In-N-Outs in Florida or Georgia. Um, a, a, a fast food entity I would be interested in seeing here in Georgia would be Jack in the Box. Oh, uh, they don't have Jack in the Box out there? I thought Jack in the Box was everywhere. The, the, the closest... The closest jack-in-the-box, I think, to Georgia would probably be in North Carolina or Tennessee or maybe down in Florida. But I think Pertwee and Honeybee would probably be able to confirm that for us. Mary, did you say that In-N-Out is coming to Florida? That is or, news to me. That or jack-in-the-box. Oh, or both. You'd hope that it's In-N-Out. Yeah, she's saying In-N-Out. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. Hopefully, they're they're building. But don't like I said, make sure you have like a half hour to spare to wait in the line. So anyways, uh, when you want life to be easier, you turn to technology, be it reading material, entertainment, lovely or love or mere, merely food, an app will make the longing go away. As the pandemic has continued to change human behavior, the fast food business has barely believed its good fortune. For a long time, many restaurants were closed. The likes of McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A had ready-made drive-thrus. They could satis- uh, satiate those readily ready to salivate. For some, though, this brought an unexpected customer problem. In a recent interview with the Atlanta Business Journal, Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy admitted, quote, we estimate about 30% of people are driving off, driving away because the lines are too long. Now, of course, being a hearty proponent of six days a week capitalism, Cathy was underlining just how popular his fried chicken concern is. Even Transport Secretary Pete Buttigieg, confesses it's hard to react vehemently to Chick-fil-A's staunch anti-gay politics when it's chicken is, to him, so good. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's some people that don't want to wait in lines. I, I am actually one of them. I mean, it's supposed to be fast food. It's not supposed to be show up, wait a fucking half hour, yeah. get your food. You might as well go to a regular restaurant. Um, I think uh, what really sets Chick-fil-A apart from, like, m- most competition is um, – like with their drive-through service, you've got actual employees like standing out outside, like braving the elements. But they're standing under awnings, taking customers' orders, like, um, like you know, like like punching in their orders on a kiosk and and having them insert a card into another handheld device to take electronic payments. And but usually, whenever they take the orders, they get get the name of the customer that's ordering it and a description of the car that they're in. But what I don't but, understand, but, what what is the point of that when you still have to wait? Well, and I, I guess business must be really like booming for them too. Well, I get that, but just because they take your money faster doesn't mean your food's going to come. You're going to get your food any faster, right? <laughs> um, that, that that may be the case. I'm just saying. I mean, I could but, pay pay a half hour in advance and still have to wait in my car line. <laughs> right, but then if you look at other 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 fast food places like McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's that that they, they don't that they don't you don't see see like like Chick Chick Fil A's you know customer service model in in play um, and um, and then you even have like like pizza restaurant stores that that have like a drive through window but they usually use that to pick up like orders you know that you you placed online or or on a call and, and you're telling them you're coming to get it. Yeah, and, and you don't have to like walk in. Yeah, that's true. There was something that uh, was sent to me over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to bring this up. It's a, it's a new. Uh, I wish Lady Me was here. She would. Well, she'd probably. 
<laughs> we'd get a reaction out of her. We'll just say that. Um, it's a uh, a new. Uh, I don't know. I would say a, a music montage. I guess you could say. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up here. I gotta fi- find out where it's at though. It was uh, it was pretty funny though. Uh, hopefully, I can bring it up. Uh, maybe not. Um, anyways, we'll we'll continue to look uh, for it before uh, the show's over. Thanks, Thanks for the claps, Coltrane. We appreciate appreciate the claps there, my friend. Thank you. Uh, just a heads up: this week is our last week on the uh, video side of things uh, over on D Live, Twitter, Twitter, and uh, Twitch. I think, yeah. We'll be on hiatus. You won't be able to see me or any of the fabulous articles that we go over and stuff like that. Don't have an exact date in mind. Uh, we are picking up and moving the show, um, I guess, north, I guess, uh, to Las Vegas, Nevada. So uh, we'll be on hiatus on the video side of things. We'll still be doing the podcast and stuff like that. We'll still publish the shows and stuff like that. And, and yes, I know some of you emailed me upset because I didn't publish any damn shows over the weekend and I I just failed. There's, there's a lot of shit going on and uh, I uh, well um, well and I know as much as we also want to try to get get some additional content published over on Rumble I know that you, you've been kind of backlogged but you already have Save, saved episodes and content you hope to get published there soon plus plenty more yeah there's there's so much stuff and uh so little time but, it seems. but but hopefully when the video simulcasts are back up and running um but if if it, if it doesn't come back in like december hopefully we might try to push for january if not february um but but we're definitely hard at work you know on exploring inviting back you know, all the free think friends, you know, in the new year, and then maybe even inviting back Anthony Carbonara if he's interested in, uh, and then of course the, the certain Miss Peggy we met on another friend show and, and, and a certain like VIP guest. We're hoping that my friend Susan might be helpful in us achieving. Yeah, no, that's uh, definitely, uh, we got, we, we, we're looking at a lot of cool stuff for the uh, upcoming year. So, and then I do remind our video audience that with, with rumble, who knows, we might, might start doing live simulcasts there um, because we always remind our friends over on D Live and, 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 and Twitch and Facebook that if in the event that they decide to dump us or we leave from there voluntarily, that that, that is another option that's available at our disposal. Mary said even it if took, we have to pay $25 a month. Mary said that it took uh, Red Pill about 9 to 14 days to get back up. I don't understand. What, oh, really? What, what does she mean by get back up? I don't know if they were down for a few days. I wasn't aware of that. I have no idea what she's talking about. But uh, yeah, we'll still we'll still be with you, and uh, do we'll still be doing shows and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, there there might be like a couple days that you know getting settled in and all that. But uh, you can always make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter at slightly serious, and we'll keep you updated on that. He moved and set his studio back up. Oh, very very cool. In sunny Florida. Yeah, he moved to Florida. Well, uh, hopefully it doesn't take 9 to 14 days. Uh, I don't plan on being down that long, at least from an uh, audio side. Uh, I'm thinking the max five days on the audio side. But uh, like I said, if you uh, are following me over on the Twitter Twitter, you'll, you'll be able to uh, see what's going on. 
Anywho, um, let's see here. Um, trying to think what uh, the plan for the rest mm -hmm. of the week is. I don't know. But know we will still continue to do our trivia games on Tuesdays. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, whenever, whenever, we're, especially whenever we're able to do shows. Um, and hopefully you'll still be able to utilize the soundboard to where you can also take callers through the 702-708-2855 number even without the video stream. Yeah, we should be able to do that. I uh, I do plan on having the – I'll probably be taking the roadcaster, mm -hmm. the computer, and stuff like that, So, and the mic. So we'll, we'll have the, the necessities, um, and we'll go for right. that. But I'm I'm still worried about getting everything packed. Oh my goodness! And if we have enough room in our pod for everything, so we'll keep you updated on that. Yesterday, I packed so many damn boxes in there. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. I'm very tired. Hmm. Anywho, um, what else is going on? Any uh, any uh, other exciting news that we might uh, have missed? That was the main main story of the weekend, though, is that uh, concert thing. That was kind yeah. of crazy. I, mean, I, I think of, like, the additional stories I sent you um, on the Twitter DM. Um, <laughs> I liked how, you know, Donald Trump, you know, called out Mitch McConnell, um, like, in a in a news article of, you know, which I which uh, takes us, you know, he, he's only a leader because he raises money for the parties and how we talk about, you know, elected officials in Congress are, are more interested in raising money for their parties and not having the best interest of the constituents in mind. Right. And, and then, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, and I, we've said on the show many a times to where, you know, uh, people in Washington, politicians, whether they're senators or whatnot, or, or the house side or the house side, that's their main thing is raising money. It's not about you and I as U.S. You know, worrying about the citizens of the United States. It's about raising money for their parties, and you know, we're not. You know, that's that's at the forefront of their mind to keep them where they're at, because as long as they raise money, they'll get support of their colleagues. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. because it's ultimately, at the end of the day, like you oftentimes say, is both both political parties have the same end goal, but have different ways of achieving that goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said uh, said that too. I mean, they both have the end goal in mind. They have different routes to get there, and those routes will appease their constituents or their, you know, the voters in their ecosystem. But at the end of the day, and then and then, and then allies of theirs in the media, you know, who um take part in their their grand scheme. Well, it seems like a, you know, certain. Senators, certain House representatives, they have. It seems like they have their favorite media, person, you know, media personalities right. that they like to talk with and deal with. And right. you know, obviously, it's so easy for them to go to the ones that are supportive of them. Uh, you rarely see these same politicians go, you know, a, a, a Republican go to say, you know, like MSLSD to talk because you know, God forbid, or CNN. You know, yeah, because yeah. they know they're going to get their ass handed to them by whoever they're being interviewed by. So, but, but much like you wouldn't wouldn't see like a Democrat go to Fox News or Newsmax or One America News, right? And uh, you know, I think that it, 
when the time comes to where you can see a politician, and I'm not talking the president because the president, they have to go to all of the media people, but the, mm-hmm. the senators and the uh, House representatives and stuff like that, when you start to see that they are open to talking and being interviewed by any news outlet, whether it be the left or the right, depending on networks, that's when I think you'll kind of get a gauge of when things might begin to be changing in our government. I, like I said, it might not be in our lifetime, but yeah. until that happens, I mean, it, it's it, it's almost it's like a big game. It's a big game to all of them. Mm-hmm. And then I think like a couple other stories I sent you that we may not have time to discuss in tonight's show, but I'm sure we might touch on them later in the week unless more interesting stories break throughout the week. Like I know I've, I found like a Yahoo story that I think they picked up from Business Insider that that talks about 44 members of Congress have violated laws designed to to stop like you know like in, insider information conflicts of interest and. Um, and then, and I came across two stories about Joe Manchin, including a commentary from Fiona Hill that Biden, sh- Biden shocked, de- you know, defeat shows Amer- Americans are ready to embrace Trump again. And then, and then the stories about like Joe Manchin, like Dick Durbin of Illinois does not know if Joe Manchin will vote for the Build Back Better bill, which, which th- we we already know that um, le- le- legislation. <laughs> I mean, it, it is shit in our opinion. And the, we already mentioned the Kansas Democrat governor turning on Biden. And um, and then a book you know, talks about Trump threatened to leave GOP, but back down after RNC threatened. And so, Dr. Ingo, Ray, Ray Mocker, you know, who plays Jasper Jackson on General Hospital, you know, you know, ABC has finally has decided to can him for refusing to comply with the vaccine mandate. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Well, I know, right? What did, what did the you know the without going into the article and all that? What did the you know when Trump threatened the Republican of you know getting off their you know the Republican side? What did what did they come back and threaten him with? Um, I'm I'm pulling it up right now. The book in question is called Betrayal, and and it's by ABC correspondent Jonathan Carl. You know, and I might read a little excerpt because dri- like driving the news, Trump who had said he didn't care about destroying the GOP, ultimately backed down after party leaders told him they would take action that could have cost the former president millions of dollars. And and this is what Carl mentioned on ABC's morning show, Good Morning America. Um, But, you know, and he, and he was like threatening to leave to create his own political party, which we know would, you know, if, if, if he went through with like creating his own political party or going like completely independent that, we know how that would severely fracture the Dem- the Republican Party as is, because and this is the same Republican Party that Ronald Reagan years ago talked about needing to re- reinvent themselves as a um, you know you know raising the banner of bold colors and no pale pastels. Yeah, well, and and I I even wonder if we had an election today, mm-hmm. and and it was the same two contenders, Trump and Biden. I often wonder how many of these people in our country that voted for Biden would have a change of heart at this exact moment. Well, that is true. Um, because, but and I know, and then, and I know the, the, the election fraud suppression and irregularities out allegations I know have 
have, have been difficult to ignore too. Um, but then you all, you have some who, um, who believe it actually happened and think that the whole like mail-in ballot thing was, was a bad idea to begin with. And, and then you have, have people who would rather just be like, trust the process and, you know, and, and, and they would, and, and it's almost like they, they're like telling Trump, you, you, you might as well just um, get off this whole like fraud thing and, and accept that you're, you're a sore loser. Mary says there's a house around the corner where she lives that would still vote for Joe, for Joe Biden. Wow. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. And, and the thing about like the, the, the current Biden administration is we don't know whether, you know, you know, given like his like mental and like cognitive abilities become so painfully apparent, like we don't know whether he'll be there the full four years or not, which if he winds up having to leave, I know we're the, you know, we're, we would otherwise be stuck with Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi, but, but that would also depend also on next year's midterm elections, which is exactly one year from today. Who, if the uh, Republicans take over next, next year, who do you think should be the speaker? I would think any, anybody other than <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, which we know he's a rhino, which, you know, um, but then you have like the House Minority Whip, which is Steve Scalise, and and I think other other like you know stars in the Republican Party. I mean, you, you have like Jim Jordan, you know, of Ohio, and then you have Matt Gates of Florida, and you have and then and then like magnets of controversy, Lauren Boebert of Colorado, and Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. Um, but but it just seems like if. You, you know, like party leadership in Congress, you know, you know, has got to be like rank and file Democrats and Republicans, like, you know, the, the rhinos and dino type. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about that over the weekend. I'm like, okay, if they're going to take over who, uh, who would I pick? And I still, I still haven't been able to identify who I would go with, but I mean, anybody's better <laughs> than Pelosi at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would think if, if Paul Ryan is thinking very seriously about coming back to Congress and, and, and regaining his House speakership role, I think my, my word of advice is Paul Ryan might as well just stay home. <laughs> because I don't think we want him back. No, I after don't. After how he threw Trump under the bus. I don't think so. Oh, I think I found what I wanted to share tonight. Give me a second. Give me one second here. Let me rewind it. Let's uh, hook this up to the Bluetooth. Uh-huh. So it's a uh, a brand new, uh, I don't know, let's go Biden type thing. That uh, So we're going to make sure we have the phone hooked up here. And uh, that way we can play the on Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Let's see. Roadcaster Pro. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this plays. And uh, hopefully that it goes well. Maybe uh, tomorrow I'll have it uh, available on. Uh, maybe tomorrow I'll have it available for uh, with the video. But uh, enjoy this. This is a, a new Let's Go Brandon song. LGB. 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 They say LGB everywhere. I go LGB. What it means? I don't know. LG. 
LGB, whatever it is. LGB, Kamala, help me, please, please. Alrighty then. LGB, that let's go, Brandon. Right? LGB, this means let's go, Brandon. No. LGB, sounds like let's go, Brandon. I guess. LGB, all right. Let's go, Brandon. I'm Joe Biden, and I forgot this message. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was good. I, I'm Joe Biden, and I forgot this message. Yeah, it was a little, uh, I don't know, a little mix of uh, you had a little Joe Biden, a little Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi contributed to that, uh, Obama. It was pretty well done, I thought. So I saw that. Uh, that was over. I, I found that over on TikTok. So I thought that was, you know, a little bit different than what we uh, normally play. So I thought I would share that. Um, Chad Brinks over in the D Live chat um, gave us a YouTube link if, if you're able to copy that. A YouTube link. Um, let's see. Let me try to. I'll, I'll uh, try to do that. Um, if, if it'll let you. Let's see here. Of how many people perish in the Oh, hold on. word for how many. Is this the. Uh... Oh, hold on. It just. I, I don't know. It just switched to a different video, so I'm, I'm going to. Or, or we might we, we might just take a look at it and see what we think about it. Yeah, I'll take a look at it and uh, maybe we'll play uh, tomorrow. Uh, that was from Chad. Yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for the the link. I'll check it out, Chad. And uh, after I take a look at it, uh, maybe we'll uh, put it on first thing tomorrow. We're going to wrap things up here tonight, though. Uh, make sure you join us tomorrow night live, six thirty Pacific, nine thirty Eastern time. Producer Eric, right. any final thoughts? Well, I definitely look forward to us coming back tomorrow. Ho- ho- hopefully, you know Ray may be able to join us during the first hour, and then. And we'll still do our trivia game in the final half hour. Sounds like a plan. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll uh, get a, a, a per or honeybee sighting tomorrow. We'll see. I know they're uh, both busy. But uh, hopefully they're enjoying their time away. And uh, I hope everyone has a good rest of your evening. Mary, thanks for sticking through with us, RD and BP uh-huh. and all the rest. I appreciate you tuning and, in. And, um, and- and Spanky from the Beans and Weenie Show, we're we're certainly thinking about you this week, friend. Um, and you know, and ho- ho- hopefully, you know, him and Scooter might drop by to see you this week. Yeah, hopefully everything goes well with him this week, and uh, our thoughts and prayers with you throughout the process and all that good stuff. And I uh, hope I'll we'll see you all again manana at six thirty p.m. Pacific. Until then, God bless, and God bless America. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com. 
or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you. And I love your show.